Oh, hi there. It's Blake with the Sooner the Better podcast. Here with my friend Boomer, and this week we're going to be talking about Bob Stoops' calves. Where the fuck are they? I don't know. Can't find them. Bob Bulls be gone. I definitely misunderstood what we were talking about here, and also our second half of the season predictions. So stay tuned. Uh. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Woo! Double digits. Welcome to episode 10 of the Sooner the Better podcast. Is it episode 10? This is episode 10. All this right. is double digits. Episode 10. Yeah. So we made it. Um, this, is, this is quite a big milestone. That's two milestones, two weeks in a row. Um, first video episode, and now second video episode, episode 10. So for episode 20, probably have to do some kind of anniversary. Hopefully, we'll have some merch by then, so maybe we can do like some giveaways or merch. Merch. Gonna have some shirts, some hats. Pop some champagne. Pop some champagne. We might have our own brand of champagne. Just like the sooner the better. Sooner the better champagne. champagne. Just pop it. Yeah. That's what are you doing there? I'm popping champagne. That's yeah. That's definitely what that is. Anyway, before we get into it, um, I just had a, a few quick notes I wanted to go over. Um, first of all, John Shoop, our biggest fan on Twitter. Um, I know we already shouted him out once, but um, he's our guy, man. He's done a lot to support the pod. Um, posts a lot of our stuff, has been, you know, engaging with a lot of our content where others um, haven't. He's a good man. However, yeah. He's a good man. He's a good man. However, he had a take um, when we were talking, we, obviously me and you were talking about Giannis versus Nikola Jokic and, you know, who's the, the, best, who, in the, league who, right the best in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously right, but <laughs> John seems to think that Devin Booker is currently the best player in the NBA, obviously, because of what the Suns have accomplished you know they went from being one of the worst teams in the west to now the one seed in the west um i have i have some opinions on this if you don't mind me interjecting go 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 um john we do love you i gotta say though that is a horrible horrible take just absolutely awful i don't don't know if it's horrible devin booker is not the best guard in the league that would be our boy luka Doncic. i know he's kind of a point forward but i'm going to consider him a guard uh, 28.5 points uh, per game, 9.1 uh, rebounds per game, 8.7 assists per game, a PIE of 19.1. Luca's the best. He's the best guard in the league. And hands down, he is the most... On a Mavs team that doesn't really have a whole lot of weapons, he has <clears throat> positioned them very, very well to make a deep playoff run. Um, he's insanely talented. He's big. I, I don't even think it's a contest, but I'll go even deeper. I'll go a step further. Okay. Hold the phone. Okay. Stop the press. Devin Booker's not the best guard on his team. That would be Sir Chris Paul CP3, and I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. Devin Booker, obviously, is better scorer than Chris Paul. He's got 26.8 points per game. Um, five rebounds per game, almost five assists per game. A PIE now PIE is a stat. I forget what it's what it stands for. It's like player <laughs> player importance. How are, you gonna, how are you gonna use this as damning evidence against his point? And you don't 
don't even know what you're no, talking about. It's, it's player. It's, oh my god! It's like player important. It, player importance experience or some shit like that. I don't know. It's <laughs> player important experience. There is not a chance in the world that that's what PIE stands for. No, I don't know either. It's PIE stat. Let's look right, it we're up. We're doing a quick Google search. <laughs> I looked it up before this. Player impact estimate. I was close. It was not close. I was close. You were not even remotely close. It is a metric that gauges a player's all-around contribution to the game. So it's All like right. plus minus. Basically, That's but it's a more it's a more complete okay. It's a more complete uh, <clears throat> statistic. Anyway, Devin Booker he has a PIE of I think it was thirteen point seven. Chris Paul has a PIE of 15. He's a more important player when he's on the floor than Devin Booker is. I think Devin Booker's good. I think he's a great two guard. I don't think he's the best player in the league by far. I don't even think he's the best guard in the league. So that's my take on it. So I I will give him more credit than you did. I think Devin Booker's a more valuable piece to the Suns right now than Chris Paul is. Because Chris Paul, while he is, I mean, because you, I mean, you're talking about PIE, I'm sure that takes into consideration a lot of different factors. Um, but every team needs its primary scorer, and That's you don't true. you don't have that without Devin Booker on that team. And he is one of the best scoring guards in the league. But neither one of those guys are the best in the league. Unfortunately for you, John, um, your take came pretty much the day of my point was proven to the world um, because Nikola Jokic became the first ever player to score two thousand points, have a thousand assists, and five hundred. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, a thousand rebounds and five hundred assists in one season. Um, Hands down, MVP, best in the league right now. Luka's one of the best. Devin Booker's one of the best, but they're not the best. The no, best. I said, but I said, I said Luka's the best guard. I can get uh. behind that. Um, but anyway, thank you for arguing with us. That is what this is yeah. all about. Embrace debate. Mix I good, wish more people were like you, John. <clears throat> thank you. Moving on, um, the spring game. Obviously, we have the spring game coming up here in a couple weeks. Brent Venables just talked about it in a presser. We need everybody at the spring game, okay? We're going to be there. So if you're not going to come for the Sooners, if you're not going to come for the football, for the coaches, come for us. Yeah. Because now you know what we look yeah. like. You can come You can come stop us. You can come take take pictures with our pretty We're going to be in the uh, We're going to be in the club level. Club level? Club level. So uh, Yeah, I told fancy. everybody. We might wear suits. Should we get red suits? We're not wearing suits. I, told, I actually told everybody we're going to be there. We'll, we'll definitely be hyped. Um, we'll probably be a little sauced, and we, oh, we, we might be unclothed. Yep. I'm just saying, should the opportunity present itself, if it seems like it, it's like appropriate at the time, I might take my shirt off. Okay. Okay, well, I'll, <laughs> he's going to do that. I might come zoot suited up. I might, I might get myself a red suit and just, you know, just let it all hang out. Come, you know, maybe people will think I'm a, a scout cool. or something. Yeah, yeah but we're going to be there. We've got to pack the palace. Let's, let's let's fill it out. It shouldn't be two-thirds full. Apparently, this is going to be probably the most attended spring game um, As it well ever. should be. Because, I mean, Baker, he's getting a statue. I'm going just for Baker, man. That's that's the biggest deal to me. Yeah. Right? I would go for that alone. If that yeah. was like a standalone event, um, but just the fact that they both fall on the same day, that's even... Beautiful. It's even more of a treat. We're gonna go get ourselves a steak at the ranch. The ranch afterwards. Yep. So. so if you wanna if you wanna come swing by, um, it's good stuff. Don't, because I'm gonna be eating, and I don't I don't talk when I'm eating. I go ham. Um, also, to all you Texas fans, USC fans, Notre Dame fans, um, who else comes at OSU? 
Whatever fucking team you cheer for, don't come after me on Twitter, okay? You're, you're not going to win. We told you in the last episode we're Sooner fans that grew up in Texas. I, I, am, I am a savant at this point at sports arguments. I, whether my argument's mature and intellectual or whether it's just me repeating the, the score of what we beat you with last year, you're, you're not going to beat me with Twitter beef. So stop coming after me. Um, people coming after you? I'm not on no, Twitter. Well, okay, if, so you're ever, if you're ever talking to us on you're Twitter, talking to me. you're talking to him, I don't do social media. And I will destroy you. I will destroy you. If you're not an OU fan, I will annihilate you. There you go. It's I'm very serious there. about that. All right. So, moving into um, the bulk of the episode. Um, as always, we're going to start with new business. Um, first item on new business. I don't think you were informed of this, but I am on a list. Is it is it like a like a like a was it a legal requirement that you it's were put on a, this no, list? No, no, no. It's not that kind of list. Okay. <laughs> so, are you a red dot? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm obligated to tell you guys that I'm on a list every time we record an episode. No, um, one thing that I've been wanting for a very long time is the foam Sooner Schooner hat. Okay. Okay. This is it's one of our traditions, right? It's like the corn head for the Nebraska people. Um, I, I want one really bad, so I can wear it to games, so I can wear it around my house, um, <laughs> just wear it, wear it wherever. But apparently, the supply chain issues that, that uh, me and you talk, talk so uh, frequently about have affected the foam hat industry greatly. <laughs> so there was none available. Damn Putin! Um, yeah, <laughs> Putin's fucking up the bastard Putin. <laughs> but I've gotten myself put on a waiting list for um, the next round of Sooner Schooner foam hats that come here out. for it. So um, hopefully I have one soon. I'll wear it to every episode instead of this. Um, oh yeah, we forgot to mention Boomer. We have a new addition to the set as well. Um, we have Boomer here. He's a pillow pet. He's a pillow and a pet. It's a pillow pet. <laughs> Those of you who haven't seen the commercials. <laughs> oh. <But> anyway, <laughs> I'm on a list. I'm going to get me that foam Sooner Schooner hat. All right. Moving into actual sports talk, um, unfortunately, it's been quite a while since this happened. Since it just the games happened the day the day after we recorded, but yeah. uh, final four is over with. The NCAA champion has been decided. Kansas won it all. Um, any thoughts? I kind of was rooting for UNC, but I I don't really care that much about college basketball. Like I watch it; it's entertaining. You know, it's the big <clears throat> dance, but. To me, it's it's you know I didn't really have anyone that I was pulling for other than St. Pete's, but that yeah I, I mean I love college basketball just for the fact that OU hasn't been great, so it's kind of nice watching something I don't necessarily have skin in the game. Yeah, um, I was also pulling for UNC because Brady Manick, he's that dude, um, played out of his mind in this tournament. Armando Baycott, the big guy for UNC um, was playing on you know half a fucking leg and yeah. still dropped 15 points, 15 rebounds. Um, that dude's that dude's gonna be like the next better version of Draymond Green. Mark my words. Um, but I'm just glad it wasn't Duke. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like I, I don't I don't really like Kansas either. Kind of I kind of have a no. I have I have a dislike for Kansas, but it's not as strong as my dislike for Duke. I, I dislike Kansas just generally on. Because of the whole big on principle, thing. yeah. yeah. To Otherwise, they're just they're they're no matter. They they just, yeah. they're a fugazi. They're a fugazi. They're a woozy. They're a wazi. Yeah. No one knows if they actually even exist. No. Yeah. It, for in the sports that matter. Yeah. Right. They're just for real. Just a W on your 
Yeah. On your schedule, unless you're Texas. And then they're a problem. Yeah. Again, Texas, don't come after me on Twitter. You guys fucking lost to Kansas. All right. <laughs> all right. Stories of the 22 NFL draft. Um, so I had a few names here. If you if you want to throw anything in, I just I just had a few things, um, a few stories of the draft that I wanted yep. to cover. So um, Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. Edge from uh, from Michigan, broke the sack record at the school. Um, been extremely dominant last year. 14 sacks, 36 solo tackles. Um, there's been a lot of debate as to whether or not he is going to go number one in the draft. I think yes, because I think there's not a single team in the NFL that this guy wouldn't fit in or be a force in or improve their defense greatly. Um, but this, just the story that I wanted to mention is, you know how they had the thing with Joe Burrow and his hand size? Yeah. Like, they, 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 like his hands were too small for him to be an elite-level quarterback. They're doing the same thing with Aiden Hutchinson, but about his wingspan. Apparently, everybody thinks his arms are way too short compared to, you know, the standard arm length of, of a defensive end in the NFL to be extremely good. I think it's bullshit. Um, I mean, he's going to be dominant for anybody. But he's huge. He's like 6'7", 260 pounds. No, he's I mean, they're all massive. massive. All, the, all, the, all the defensive ends in this class are massive guys. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think the, the closest competition that they're kind of looking at for that one spot is between him and Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, did I say that right? Thibodeau? Yeah, from Oregon. Yeah. Thibodeau? Thibodeau. Thibodeau? I think, I think Thibodeau's right. Th- Thibodeau? Um, yeah, but I mean, he's got like he's got like three inches, and uh, which apparently is a lot, if you ask my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know what it is with you and the penis in you in those, man. You just, you just keep... <laughs> Keep them coming. Have I made more than one today? Yeah. You started the episode off with one with the champagne. No, that's just popping champagne. <laughs> that's what you eat. That's anyway, what you do. Back to, anyway. Back to Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Aiden Hutchinson will probably go first overall. I have seen some film on Mr. Thibodeau, and mm-hmm. he is a monster. Um, but I think with the season that Aiden had last year, um, yeah. he'll probably go first and overall. Look, look people. Arm length doesn't matter. Hand size doesn't matter. If you want to know how good a guy is, watch him play. Yeah. Other it's, than that, his combine... It's not about your size. It's about what you do with it. It's about it. what you do with it. His combine was fantastic. Um, I don't know. Like, there, there's some fat old guy that's balding that, you know, has spent his entire life measuring, you know, young boys coming out of college. And he thinks... Who, who is he to sit there and say, oh, this guy's not going to be good because of his arm length? Or, or whatever analyst, another fat, balding old analyst that, that took the measurement and was like, oh, he can't be good because his arms are too short. You know, who are you, man? Who are you? It's going to be great. I wonder with, with, a, with an edge, like, I mean, I guess I'd see the benefit of maybe having longer arms because you can... Reach out, yeah. I mean, to I grab s- swim moves and yeah. But I mean, various you could, things. You, but like, I feel like if you had shorter arms, maybe you could swim a little faster. <laughs> right? It's a whole if, different set of. If moves. you have a big, if you have big arms, like if you had like su- like let's just take it to an extreme. Let's say your arms were like like six feet long. That becomes a liability, R- right? So so this guy, like, what what's his what's the ideal arm length? I don't know. I'd- Fuck this guy. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. What's who, his name? Jefferson? I don't know who measured him or I I don't know. Whoever fuck, said it, man, you're fuck, stupid. Fuck you, Jefferson. I don't like you. <laughs> you got a stupid face. Yeah. Um 
Anyway, moving on. Um, another another story of the draft has been who who's going number one at receiver. Who's the best receiver mm-hmm. in this draft class? I I personally think it's Jamison Williams from Alabama. Even though he's kind of been overshadowed by uh, Chris Olave, just because I mean that receiver core at Ohio State was really really it good. Was. Um, I don't think Wilson Olave would have been anything had it not been for Smith and Jigba. He was the best receiver out of the three of them. Um, so in terms of versatility and talent, I'm taking Williams uh, first overall, and in ter- just in terms of receivers, and then probably, probably Wilson and then Olave. Yeah, I mean, I think with with Jamison Williams, uh, obviously the dude's like freakishly, freakishly fast. No, he is. Um, yeah. But he did he did have an ACL injury in the national championship game, which is probably going to make some GMs a little hesitant. Because, I mean, ACL injuries can be nasty, and especially if you're in a skill position where you are leaning heavily on how explosive you can be. Right. That's going to put some question marks. Everything I've seen has Garrett Wilson going first out of Ohio State, out of the Wilson-Olave yeah. core. Um, I honestly didn't watch very many Ohio State games last year. Very good. Hate Ohio State, so I don't really the, have the, a reason the to quarterback, watch them. The quarterback plus the receiver room that they had is what made Ohio State anywhere near as good as what they were last year. Um, yeah. Anything less than that, those quadruplets right there in Ohio State wouldn't have been wouldn't have been anything. Yeah. So no. our third story in stories of the 2022 NFL Draft: Nick Benito, OU's very own edge rusher, has received the highest pass rush grade. Um, in this class and since 2019, Nick Bosa. So higher than Aiden Hutchinson, higher than Kayvon Thibodeau. He's My man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nick Benito, um, by the numbers, is the most effective pass rusher in this draft class. Is going to do wonders for his draft stock. Um, so maybe instead of like late third round, early fourth rounder, we might see him move up to like middle middle upper half of, yeah. the, of the third round so yeah i think the biggest uh biggest knock on him is he's a little undersized for the position by nfl standards um which apparently size as we talked about earlier um is something they're really about their measurements they like to measure people it's bullshit um and apparently he has a tendency to get locked into blocks Whatever that means, yeah. um, I guess it's his ability to break away from blocks and finish plays. But um, you know, we love Nick. Yeah, all the sure. best to him. We hope he yeah. he goes. I love to see him go early third round to a to yeah. a good team. I mean, I would have loved to see him come back and play. Oh, you know, that would have been kind of sad because it's like you just imagine the potential that like him, Isaiah Thomas, Perrion, maybe even Brian Osamo would have had <laughs> under Brent Venables. Brent Venables. Him yelling at him. Defense. Just yeah. giving him some sausage. So, I mean, those, those, guys were <laughs> those guys were for sure uh, the most dominant defensive players we had. Yeah. Um, so, without a doubt, it would have been incredible to have him back this year. But, yeah, man, shout out Nick Benito doing big things. So, for this next segment, um, I found a picture that's floating around on Twitter. Oh, that's an Instagram video. Found <laughs> a picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's on, it was just uh, on oh, Instagram. <laughs> te- more technical difficulties. <laughs> but no, we found, I found a picture floating around on Twitter oh. of uh, Bob Stoops. Obviously, he's still actively recruiting for the University of Oklahoma. Good guy, but, uh, Good guy Bob Stoops. Like that guy. Saw him in there, and uh, man, he's got some. He's got some 
wimpy calves. You're gonna put that put that right about yeah, here. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna put that somewhere here so that everybody can see. But I'm gonna show you on my phone. He's got <laughs> <laughs> he has some stick thin little. Yeah, I mean, with with old guys, older calves. guys, older yeah. gentlemen, you either uh, he's not old. He's old. He's aged. He's he's gracefully. Uh, when you start to put on a little weight up here, one of two things happens. One, you either develop these big man calves because you're carrying that extra weight. Like mm -hmm. maybe if you go hit the treadmill, right. like you're adding some extra work. Um, so you're building those calves up. Or, unfortunately, you end up like our, our dear friend Bob here. Um, yeah. It's, it's important for Bob if you're watching this. <laughs> some calf raises every you, you now gotta, and then. Calves are their own muscle group. You can't treat them any differently yep. than you would your quads or your chest or your shoulders. You need to have a diverse set of workouts that you're doing to stimulate that growth, especially if you're not genetically blessed, which clearly you are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love Bob Stoops. He's amazing at a lot him. of things. Oh, but, yeah. but weak where the calf area is concerned. So maybe while you're on the golf course between between shots, between holes, maybe, cool. maybe when you come around the turn, you just, yeah, just yeah, there, <laughs> get a few, a few calf raises going. But yeah, man, I just thought that was funny. I had to mention that. Uh -huh. um, so for our next segment, speaking of Bob's, uh, Bob Bowles be gone. <laughs> I was going to try to get through that with a straight face. Um, that's actually what I named the segment, Bob Bowles be gone, uh, because okay. Bob Bowles be is a... Uh, <laughs> He's gone. He is. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Bob Bullsby is gone. The Big Twelve Commissioner has a. <laughs> that, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. What did you wait? What did you think we were talking about? That's the name of the fucking segment. <laughs> I thought we were talking about about bowl games that Bob Stooch coached in. Did you wish were gone? Yeah. I put the 2008 National Championship against Florida and the Fiesta Bowl against Boise. Oh, well, that's not what we're fucking talking about. We're talking about Bob Bowles. It was wordplay. Uh, so <laughs> Bob Bowles be gone. I misunderstood. <laughs> because Bob Bowles be is gone. Um, he has resigned as the Big 12 commissioner because he sucks. Uh, and uh, people have been asking for our thoughts about this. So I just wanted to start this segment off with a quote from our dear father, um, big time OU fan, been cheering for OU again for, for decades. Um, Fuck Bullsby, I'd kick his balls into his double chin, end quote. Um, so that pretty much sums up our thoughts about Bob Bullsby. Um, I don't. I don't like to play the conspiracy theorist, but it would take a whole episode to go into detail about the ways in which I think Bob Bullsby was trying to usurp OU and undermine us and replace us as the best team in the conference with a Texas team because that's how he wanted it. Um, but that's what he did through officiating and branding and marketing and business and all the bullshit. And uh, in doing so, he kind of pushed us out of the conference. And uh, obviously, we're taking Texas with us because what are they going to do, stay in the Big 12 yeah. or follow their biggest money game uh, and their biggest rivalry to the SEC where they're going to be making more money anyway. Um, so, you know, good on him for resigning because he obviously sucks at his job. But uh, in my opinion, he should just stay retired. Yeah. I don't obviously have very what many notes. To say <laughs> since you thought we were talking about something completely um, different. The Fiesta Bowl fuck-ups. <laughs> that was your second thing. I'm interested to hear what those were. But we'll, well No, if, if, it was, if it was like bowl games that you would change, obviously that 2008 <laughs> National Championship game where we lost 24-14, to that was a stacked team. You had Sam Bradford, DeMarco Murray. Um 
And then, and then when we lost a stupid Fiesta Bowl, we, we lost twice. We lost against Boise State, and we lost against West Virginia before mm-hmm. they came. Yeah. So you thought it was bowl games like we can't get back. Like Those bowl bowls game, be gone. Bowl <laughs> games that we wish to have gone. <laughs> you really need to be more clear in your notes uh, about what we're talking about. It was about. clever wordplay, but I could see how it would get misconstrued there. Um, okay, anyway, that's hilarious. Moving on. Our fan question of the week, um, I posted a poll on Twitter. It was, do you poop in public? So um, I think it was like, I think it was like even. I think it was like two-thirds said no, and then one-third said yes, which is crazy to me. I would like to get a demographic breakdown because I think pooping in public, it's a maturity thing, really. If you're if you're over the age of 25 and you don't poop in public, you need to talk to your therapist. Yeah. Um, because those insecurities should have been gone a long time ago. Now, For if it's real. like... A germ thing, I, I don't. I guess I get it, but still, like, I don't think it is. I think the vast majority of the time, people say it's a cleanliness thing, yeah, but, but I think most of the time they're just embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to, especially if there's people in the restroom with you. You don't want to walk out of the stall, right? And there's people just looking at you, and you're like, they can smell what you've produced. Now, see oh, me yeah. personally, I don't give a shit. Well, you got to take pride in it. You really, you, that's got to be something that you got to grasp yeah. by the balls, by you're the huevos, yeah. and. You know, take ownership. Like that's that came out of you. Yeah. Like we're men, we don't get to we don't get to have kids. We don't have anything good come out of us. So what does come out of you, you have to you have to you have to really own embrace that. It. You gotta yeah. embrace it. And you gotta look, be like, no that's one, me. No one's exempt, right? Like we all poop. Yeah. We all have buttholes. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. So I, I find it like I think you're a diagnosable well, girls don't poop until they're married. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Girls don't poop until they're married, guys. But I think you're a diagnosable psychopath. If like, let me just break down this scenario for you. Let's say you're like get like you're getting some gas station barbecue. Okay, you're on a road trip, right? Or you're almost like home, but you were really hungry. Like a Bucky's? No, not like a Bucky's. Let's pretend it's a like. Let's pretend it's got a similar bathroom to like a like a CC's pizza. Okay. We oh know, God. We oh all, no. <laughs> we all know. What those oh, are like. God. Anyway, so no. but, but here's the scenario. So you're eating your you're eating your you know your barbecue, and it's just one of those things, really quick turnaround, like immediately you have to poop, right? If you would rather like subject yourself to the torturous 20 minute drive home than poop in that slightly dirty restroom, you're a psychopath, or, or even worse, if you'd rather poop your pants than poop in that restroom, you're a fucking weirdo. Like straight up, you're a weirdo. Well, I mean, I think probably most people are not thinking that they're going to poop their pants. Like, it's just like a gamble. Like, you're taking the risk. You're taking, like, like it's probabilities, right? So, you gotta, what's the probability yeah. that I'm going to shit my pants? And if that standard deviation is at a small enough margin to where you're comfortable, yeah. then then you forego the <laughs> shit that's nasty. True. But here's the question. Like, like it- you have to compare, like, what are the chances that I'm going to get chlamydia from this toilet versus the the risk of me shitting my pants right that's that's a good that's a, risk, that's a good yeah. risk to reward ratio because if it's a high chance that you're going to get chlamydia then you probably i would rather shit my pants yep. than get so chlamydia. i guess the real question is like let's say you're on the drive right okay and then like you you know it's coming do you poop in your pants or do you pull over and, and poop in the, the middle of the road I'm taking the road and I'm wiping with my socks. Well, uh, my so- 
it depends on are we like out in the middle of the country like are we Dude, making the trip from like you're not gonna make it. like you you're literally on a two a two lane road you're not there's no buildings you're not gonna make it okay home. it's so coming not, right now you're not in the middle of downtown you Dallas. have enough time you you're, have enough time to pull over and poop on the road and that's it yeah then i'm doing that okay but I, i'm not gonna poop on the middle of the road like yeah. in dallas but here's the thing people Stop being shameful and ashamed of yourself. Everybody yeah. poops. Just, Everybody just do poops. it. Start practicing to get get out. Get more comfortable with it. Yeah. Right. Just next time you're in public, if you have to, if you have to go, just even say, if you don't have to go, just go. Force yourself. Just go poop. Maybe or just like a, like just a, like sit down and play on your phone for a little while. Yeah. Or on like the a toilet. Yeah. Fugazi poop. Just pretend yeah. to be pooping. Just so you get you get the repetitions in. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Did I do that when when I did the Matthew McConaughey thing? Was that on the first recording or the second one? I don't know. I don't remember. He yeah. did. A, he did a funny Matthew McConaughey impersonation, and uh, I can't remember which one it's on. Can't remember which one it's on. <laughs> it's been a rough day, guys. It's been a rough day. <laughs> it's okay though. We're pushing through. We're pushing through. Uh, moving on to our top three of the week. Just like last week, we each have three topics. Not even necessarily sports related. We don't know what each other's are. Um, well, we do now because we did this once, but um, we didn't. But we're gonna go through our top top three of the week and just kind of discuss. So I'll go. I'll do my first one, and you do your first one. Sound good? Yeah. My first one is the Lakers. Um, I'm so happy that this team is garbage. I'm so happy that they're missing the playoffs. I absolutely hate what they're doing in LA. Um, I hate LeBron James even more. Biggest baby whiner, hypocrite, um, fake two faced basketball player I've ever seen. Um, Absolutely does not deserve to have his name up there with the likes of Jordan and Kobe. Um, I put him, I, my list is Kobe, Jordan, and then I've got to put Braun up there just because, you know, obviously he's a great player. But, um, you yeah. know, you just you just compare the c- careers of the three, and it's like Kobe and Michael didn't have to, you know. They were tough. They didn't. They were tough. They were and really tough. They, they were tough. Mentally on, a de- on another level, LeBron James is very mentally soft. He's very soft. Yeah, no, and they, they, they weren't. They didn't have to talk and politic their way into having a better career than they had. They stayed with one team, and they just won games because they were that good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, man, I'm glad he's getting his medicine. Um, hopefully, after this, he just retires. But man, I'm so happy that the Lakers are failing. It it was kind of it was kind of rough for me. I, I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan um, from back when he was at OKC. Um, I think a lot of this team's this Laker team's failure got put on his shoulders, and it wasn't his fault. He was for sure, obviously, he was going through a little bit of a shooting slump. Um, but Westbrook's not a great spot up shooter. That's not his game. He needs the ball in his hand that's how he facilitates he's an aggressive player athletic phenom but he's got to have the ball in his hand so with lebron running like point forward it just doesn't really work out um i kind of wanted russ to be able to win a championship i think he should have that year that they were up 3-1 against the warriors and then kd sold his soul to the devil so that he could go join the warriors um but it's neither here nor there. I hope he goes to a team that appreciates him so that he can finish out the, the last of his career. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. What's your first one? Um, you watch WrestleMania? No. WrestleMania, brother! Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big wrestling guy anymore. I gave, yeah, I gave that well, up. Well, neither am I. I like but I saw a clip. 12. I saw a clip in uh, Pat McAfee, Barstool. Yep. He wrestled at WrestleMania. And after his match, I think he won. I'm not sure. I didn't actually watch it. But uh, Stone Cold came out. And they were doing the beer thing. And he was, I had a beer. Another beer. 
three beers, four beers, five beers, six beers, and a Bloody Mary. And uh, was he was smashing the beers with Pat McAfee, and then smashed the last one. They drank them, and then he stunned him. Bam! Got him. And then he got... And yeah. No, that's John Cena. Oh. <laughs> uh it's been a while. Yeah, guess, but anyways, so. I thought that was cool. Um, wrestling needs to, WWE needs to step their game up. Uh, long gone are the glory days. Back when you had uh, had Stone Cold, The Rock, um, John Cena, Batista. Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, yeah. Edge, Edge was Chris Jericho. Um, they don't have any of those people. The only person they have is Roman Reigns, and I think the yeah. only reason anyone knows him is because he's The Rock's cousin. That's probably why they're. Whatever. That's probably why they're kind of resorting to like. Bring pulling celebrities, yeah, these random celebrities. Because there's like, I swear, there's a celebrity like every event that they have now. Like, yeah, like Bad Bunny, Shaq, and all them. Uh, Logan Paul was at the WrestleMania. WrestleMania. He wrestled. Yeah. So yeah, they're kind of going with gimmicky I mean, it's stuff. It's kind of cool, but yeah, it's very gimmicky. And they're having to rely on their old stars to keep the brand going. But anyway, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. cool. Well, my second one doesn't really need much explaining because we just talked about it. But Nick Benito for uh, obviously getting that pass rush grade, um, just awesome, man. Good, nice. for him. good for him. Good for him. But yeah, no further good discussion. Guy. My man. My man. On to you. Yes. <laughs> On to you for your second one. Uh, Tiger. He came back. He's back. Tiger. I was. Back. I was. I was debating putting this in mind. Yeah. But I figured we were going to talk about it regardless. So. Um, you know, Tiger is synonymous with Winning. golf. With like, I mean, you ask the layperson. We play a little golf. We we follow it a bit. Uh, you might follow it more than I do. We're but we're ass at golf. Um, oh yeah, no, we're not good. Um, but Tiger Woods is he? He's when most people think about golf, they think about Tiger Woods. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's the he face is of the game. he has transcended sure. the sport, and so the sport is always better. Golf is always more interesting when that person is good and they're competing. He made the cut. Um, I'm checking where he's at now. It looks like he dropped quite a bit. Plus uh, two. He's now plus three um, for okay. the tournament. I mean, uh, he's not, tied for 31st. That's close to the cut line, so that's concerning. But well, no, he already he already he already made the cut. Okay, the cut was uh, yesterday. Oh, I, don't think, I don't think they do a second cut. No, okay, they don't. Okay, cool. Well, there you so go. So he'll finish. Tiger's the tournament. in. He's in there. Um, but he's playing his ass off. But yeah, I would like to see Tiger come back, maybe make one more run. Um, yeah, no, he's. I feel like golf has kind of been, you know, obviously they had like the Kepka and um, uh, DeChambeau rivalry, rivalry that kind of helped fuel. Golf needs a little bit more edge if it's going to stay competitive. They need they need figures like Tiger, like Brooks, like Rory that are able to kind of step up and and lead the sport. And seem like athletes. Yeah, they're not golfers. They they seem like athletes. That's why that's I like. That's why difference. I think the kept the Kepka Deshambo thing was so good because they like they they talk they talk a little shit. Oh yeah, no, and, 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 and you liked like I fucking hate Bryson Deshambo. I think the dude's a fucking twat. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like, like either him. of them. I don't like either. I like of Brooks. Them. I think Brooks is cool. But, I mean, yeah, any sports better with 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 good rivalries. Oh yeah, good grudge match. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, is that it for your second one? Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, my third one is uh, applesauce. <laughs> just plain and simple, applesauce. Um, just a beloved childhood snack that I recently um, was reintroduced to. I was just walking through the store because I used to eat the the pop the pop top like foil cups of applesauce, but I saw like a jar that you can just eat. <laughs> I've been eating it right out of the jar. It's just a big jar of cinnamon Mott's applesauce, 
and it's it's delicious. And I I, I I now remember why I loved it so much as a kid. Um, yeah, it's goaded, man. I, it's like it, it is a blue blood childhood snack. I was never much into applesauce. I'd rather have like a nice Jello pudding, <laughs> nice pudding, you know, a uh, snack pack. Yeah, although the the mixed one, oh the yeah, marble yeah. one, with the chocolate, the, one with and the, the chocolate, vanilla. the vanilla. Yeah, yeah, it's that's stuff. that's my my go to thing. If I'm gonna do the fruit, I'd rather have the little oranges in this in the sauce or in the syrup. Yeah, you know, see, you, at least puddings. It, can, I'm, I'm not a big Mandarin orange guy. I, oh, I, I think them. I think at least the pudding's competitive with applesauce, but I still got to put applesauce at the top. I'm not so sure about uh, that. What's your last one? Uh, baseball face shots. Um, it's. Baseball bukkake. Baseball bukkake. <laughs> basically, just money shots. Uh, I was watching the Mets-Nationals game, um, and Lindor squared up the bunt. You probably saw the videos online. And I don't know if it slipped out of the dude. I don't know who was pitching. I don't know if it slipped out of his hand, because I know they changed the baseballs, and a lot of the pitchers have complained about the grip. Um, but hit him straight in the face, basically. I think it like glanced off his helmet first, so it didn't, like, like destroy his face, but like 100 mm -hmm. mile per hour fastball at the face. Um, baseball is a dangerous, it's a dangerous game. And oh, no, pitchers sure. are yeah, basically can, allowed to just throw at guys. Um, you can you can kill somebody with a baseball. You can, yeah. And and so I think I think they need to, to get that under control. Pitchers are so like coddled and like you can't do anything if you're a hitter, you can't, you can't watch the watch your you can't watch, watch your, your thing. Run. You can't flip your bat. You can't do. They get which is offended by everything. It's, it's kind of it's kind of part of the yeah. game. Like you want to know where the ball is, even if it's in play. Like well, even baseball, if it's not a home run. Baseball needs a little sauce too. I think we talked about this last week. They need to bring steroids back for baseball. For sure. It's just let them juice. Ju let them juice. Give them pine tar. Let them put whatever on the ball. It's more fun. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's it for our top three of the week. Um, we're going to move on to our main segment. So last week we did um, games one through six. Um, so this week we're going to do seven through 12 of our pre-spring game um, season predictions. And then obviously after the spring game, we're going we're gonna to kind of revise those. So moving right in, Kansas. Um, I got us winning 56-14. I think that's all that needs to be said. It's Kansas. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, Kansas is, uh, they are no matter. They're a Fugazi, yeah. a Fugazi, it's a Woozy, it's a Wazi, it's fucking fairy dust. Yeah, they're it's not real. irrelevant. So, um, no you, concerns there. You jerk off. <laughs> it's a rookie number, you gotta get those pumped Moving up. on. Iowa State. Um, I got us winning 35-7. to 7. I don't really see this as a trap game. Uh... I think this Iowa State team is going to hearken more to what we saw last year as opposed to the years before that where they were actually halfway decent. Yeah. No more Brees Hall. No more Brock Purdy. No more Charlie fucking Kolar. We finally weathered that <laughs> storm. He's gone. He played like seven years there. Um, no more Charlie Kolar. We don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't think they're going to have anything for our defense, so I think this is going to be pretty smooth W for the Sooners. Yeah. Um I don't see as much of an issue here either. I don't really want to venture a guess on a score, but your 35-7, 35-14, something like that is probably pretty pretty accurate to what it should be. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Moving on. Baylor. So this is this is one that I had to toil with for a little while. Mm. Um, I 
I don't want to say that I see this necessarily as a loss, but I think if we're going to lose, it's a good game this, to lose. This is the game you want to lose because it's it's like a pivotal point in the season. It's like you lose and you can still recover because I imagine that Baylor is going to be a top fifteen team at this point, and possibly even a top ten team at that yeah. point. So if you lose to them, the narrative of the season then becomes: Can we scratch and claw, win the conference championship against Baylor, uh, and then kind of forge a playoff picture for ourselves? So can you tell if this if this phone is still recording? <laughs> it looks kind of dark. Sorry, guys. We just gotta. <laughs> oh no, we're good. No, we're, we're saucing. Yeah, cool. All right, sorry about that. It is still recording. We're (laughs) We're good. good. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, so the narrative is going to become like, can we we redeem ourselves against this Baylor team if we lose? So I don't want to predict that this is going to be a loss. I put this down as a loss, 28-31, even though we play them at home, um, which is obviously going to be a huge advantage. But if we're going to lose a game, this is going to be the game to lose. Because, I mean... They're going to have probably one of the best defensive lines in the Big 12. The, the yeah. best defensive line in the Big 12 until someone else proves otherwise. Because obviously they just got Jackson Player, big transfer from Tulsa. And they have Blake Shapin. Um, yeah. Gary Bohannon will not start for this Baylor team. I Mark my words, Blake Shapin will be the starter because he can actually sling the rock a little bit. So this is going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, um, I agree. I think this is probably... The most likely loss that I see, I don't think, because like, look, it's it's hard to expect your team to go undefeated. Um, it really is. It's super hard. If you're gonna take a loss, this is the one to take. Um, there's a good chance that you're able to redeem it in the Big Twelve Championship, for sure. Um, and then go from there. Again, this year we're not necessarily, at least I'm not, super concerned with us making like a playoff run this year. I would rather us just focus on winning a Big 12 championship. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, are you, I mean, I'd like us to. Well, of course, I would I mean, like if, us if, to. But that's what, if all the predictions are one loss, regardless of who it's to, you're still in the picture for a playoff. You're in the picture, yeah, for sure. What, but what I'm saying is I, I don't... We're probably going to lose a game, and if you are going to lose a game, this is Baylor the one to lose. Baylor would be the team to lose to. I agree completely, yeah. Uh, after that, we have West Virginia. So I have this chalked up as a win, 38-7. to seven. Um, I don't think West Virginia is going to have anything. This is not going to be a good team at all. I think this is our biggest trap game. And I'll tell you why. It's going to depend on whether or not Baylor, we, we beat Baylor or not. If we lose to Baylor, West Virginia is going to get bent over prison style. And it's not going to be close. We're going to go in. We're going to have a vengeance. We're going to rock the world. Um, if we beat Baylor, especially if we beat them convincingly, I could see us maybe our eyes are darting over to OSU. Maybe we're looking past West Virginia a little bit. It's at Morgantown, um, and those hillbillies come out with a vengeance. It's a tough crowd to play in front of. Probably be a night game, um, so the moonshine is going to be pouring, and I just uh, I could see that one being a trap game. I don't at all. Okay. I, I, think, oh, I think I think we're dusting those fools. Um, I think I think I think the only things I would really classify as maybe a trap game this year would be maybe TCU, maybe Iowa State. Um, but just in terms of games that I think we could potentially lose, I think they're all just like legitimately tough teams like Kansas State, yeah. Texas, um, Baylor. So 
I don't really see much as far as trap games go this year. Just because none of these teams are going to, like, a lot of these teams aren't going to be as good as they were, yeah. at least on paper. Uh, moving on, Bedlam in Norman. I've got this chalked up as a win, 45-21. to 21. Okay, Obviously, big win. This is a revenge game. It is. For our yeah. guys yep. that uh, played them last year. So they, they're, they're very bitter about how things ended last year, obviously with the blown penalty call. Um, and they played them close with a roster or, or a team that's probably not going to be near as good as what we're going to be in 2022. So they're going to be more physically ready to compete. Um, OSU obviously has a tattered defense. Um, they lost yeah. a, a vast majority of their talent and their starters to the draft and lost their coordinator to Ohio State. He went and took a better job. So I think this is going to be just a regular old little brother beatdown. Um, yeah, you, you let them win once, you know. 45-21, is that what you have yeah, over there? Yeah, 45-21. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. I'm not, I'm not horribly worried about this game. Again, it's Bedlam, though. So anytime we face, anytime we face OSU, anytime we face Texas, throw record out the window because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's going to be a battle. Um, and so I don't know that it'll be as much of a battle as last year, though. I mean, they barely beat us. They had the home field advantage, and they had some calls. That's not going to go their way this year. Yeah, so. at least we, we won't have to suffer through the fucking paddles no. this year. Them just beating. Yeah, what does what what dad call them? Sheep fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> he calls them a lot of things. That's probably that's uh, probably one of the coin terms that he calls that them. He calls them sheep fuckers, and then he, then he, uh, he likes to make fun of their fight song. He'll do the... the yeah. uh, it's, uh, we, have, we have some very... We have a lot of traditions in our household that are grounded in uh, uh, shitting on other teams' yeah. traditions, especially OSU. Um, and then moving on, final game of the season. It's going to be a cherry on top. Completely easy. Um, fuck tech. They're awful. They're awful every year. Um, hundred to three. That's my actual prediction. A hundred to three. At least that's what I hope it is. I think we'll probably stop somewhere around the uh, the sixty something point range, but I think we can hang a hundred on these guys, and uh, I hope we do so. Maybe we'll get to see uh, against Tech if we're beating them that bad. Maybe we'll get to see Nick Evers sling the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a few of these games where Nick Evers is going to get to come and play oh. a few snaps. West Virginia. Kansas. Yeah, um, definitely against Kansas for sure. You know, I mean, I say that didn't we almost lose to them last year? We we came close, but we didn't <laughs> lose to them, Texas fans. We didn't <laughs> lose to them. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's going to be kind of a cakewalk to end out the season. Um, move on to the conference championship. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything else? No. Cool. Well. That's our predictions, week seven through twelve. Hey, Obviously. we did it. I think it's still recording. Yeah, it's we're still good. going. Yeah, we're good. So uh, that's going to do it for episode 10. We'll be back same time next week for episode 11. Um, so until then, y'all, all love, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Uh. Yeah.